What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another unofficial therapy podcast. It's been too long. Thank you all for being here. Um, I miss y'all. I want to first give a shout out to everyone celebrating Easter and Passover. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. Uh, Big ups to my family in Florida doing the Easter thing. I saw all the pictures on Facebook. Y'all look very nice going to church. Uh, Some of y'all, it's the last time y'all going to go until Christmas. But I appreciate y'all being out there. Looking nice, giving it up for whatever you believe. This is a time of year for people to come together as a family, um, you know, catch up and reminisce and all that good stuff. And I'm a big proponent of family time where you have the chance to do it. So enjoy your families while you have the time because you never know when they may not be here anymore. And I know a lot of people complain about kind of organized functions like this, like. I got really into Passover this year in terms of a lot of my clients are are Jewish. I didn't know really what Passover was, for real. And I I can admit ignorance on that. But a lot of my clients are. And they were telling me about where they meet, the prayers they do, the food. And it really was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But for the most part, to a person, they were all kind of like, yeah, I got to do it. And it was really begrudging, which surprised me because... You know, as far, from what I know about Jewish people, they're very much a unit, very tight collective. So it threw me off that it was such a a chore to get together and celebrate. But whatever. Enjoy it while you have it. This is a great time of year. So, you know, be thankful you even have family or a place to go to. That's my little PSA for y'all people. This is going to be an interesting podcast because typically I don't really talk about anything I don't think too controversial, right? I'm doing an interview or I'm just kind of giving you guys what my two cents is on something. That's really the point of a podcast. This is the first time I'm going to delve into a topic that might get me into a little bit of trouble, but I don't really have a particular take on it. It's just more, this came up this week. I thought it was interesting, so I'll bring it up. So I have a client who's very... I'll just say pro-black, and you can take that for whatever you think it means. Like the, you know, we got to band together as a community type person. Like everything they say kind of is about that, which is fine because I'm black, and I believe that we should get together and support each other and do all that. So it doesn't really affect me either way, but they're maybe more outward about it. And the conversation about Hollywood came up because obviously I'm aspiring to be in Hollywood. And... Her is a woman. Her take was, I'm tired of seeing these high-level black actors not be dating black women. And I'm not going to lie to you, I don't really know who a lot of people in Hollywood are dating. I don't I don't really do gossip stuff. I don't tweet. So I don't really know what, what the game is. Unless you're like, you know, at a red carpet premiere holding your girl's hand. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's with so-and-so. But I didn't really know who people were dating. And so I asked her to expound on it. And she was... As the guy from Luke Cage, Michael B. Jordan, this dude, this dude from Insecure. And she just went through like probably six or seven, you know, fairly high up black people. And her take on it was, I don't mind if they date outside the race. My issue is that they're on TV talking very pro black and pro movement and pro all that. And then they're dating someone. And usually it's someone white, but I think some of them are just like light-skinned Hispanic people. But they're just not black. And so her issue was really towards how come this isn't a bigger issue or how come every time a black guy gets big, 
he just kind of strays from black women. And, you know, I couldn't really give her a good response for a number of reasons. One, I'm not famous for real. I know I got like 30 listeners and I appreciate all (laughs) y'all, but I'm not famous for real. Um, And I've never I've never dated a white girl. I know that's a surprise to some people, but I never have. So I don't know. I don't know what the allure is because it's not it's not something I kind of get behind. But I'm also a, a fairly nuanced person. I think you can paint a broad stroke. I remember when basketball was kind of popping off and you saw these NBA guys with white girls. And I was like, every time I got gets money, there's a white girl. But I think that was, it's not, it's not true. It's just a lot of high profile people. If you look at overwhelmingly, I think a lot of them do date whatever they are. I think if it's a Latin basketball player, he dates a Latin woman. Black dudes mostly date black, whatever. And so it did get me thinking, though, because... I was trying to think who, as a fairly young, prominent black male actor, is dating someone black. And I really can't name any. And if y'all know somebody, please let me know. Because it did make me think, is it a matter of preference or is it a matter of industry? Because we all know that the industry kind of moves people in certain ways. Like We've all seen actors and actresses that were just put in a bunch of roles all of a sudden that you can obviously tell that Hollywood wants to make a star. Like, we want this person to be famous. They're probably connected a certain way, maybe related to a certain person. You just see the same person in, like, three or four movies at a certain time that maybe you're like, they're not even that good. Why are they in so much stuff? It's just, like, that's the that's the beast, right? That's what Hollywood is. The beast of Hollywood is moving someone a certain way. And I don't know. I think... I do think, because because I'm black, I do think there is some fear of some kind of revolution of blackness. I don't know how, like, you know, how preoccupying it is to people who are that high up. Like, not Harvey Weinstein, but people of his ilk in that, in that level. I think there is some idea that, you know, if Issa Rae and Donald Glover and, you know, all these people get together and kind of start their own stuff, could they create a secondary Hollywood or could they kind of take over where traditionally white people are I think that is that's something I don't know how prevalent or how like preoccupying it is but I I can't dismiss the fact that that may be a way of Hollywood saying we'll accept you but only to a certain degree right so it's like yeah you're a young prominent black person we like what you're doing but you know hold your horses you're not gonna go all the way I guess I could equate it to any kind of minority group getting rights. It's like, yeah, we'll give you some rights, but you don't get all the rights that someone who isn't a minority was born with, right? Like, oh, yeah, we'll let it be legal here, or we'll pull back on legislation here, or whatever, but we're not going to just give it all up. You got to keep fighting and grinding to get all the rights you want. And so I found myself defending the dudes, even though I don't know them, I don't know their preferences. I don't know if they've always dated outside the race or if they dated black women forever and ever and ever. And then they got famous and said, well, I can't date whoever my black girlfriend is because Hollywood won't accept me. I don't know how deep it is. I don't know if it's, if it's insidious or if it's just coincidental. But she named a number of dudes whose lives that I was surprised she knew so much about. <laughs> but I don't think it's purely coincidental. So then I guess the question then becomes... Like, are we still at that point as a, a nation or in this case as, a, as an industry where 
we can't have I don't know the guy's name, the guy from Pacific Realm. I think he was in Star Wars too. Something Boyega or something like that. Like, can we get to the point where he's dating someone like Lupita? And then they're just on the red carpet that's this power young, you know, under thirty five black couple and we just accept them as that and let them ride out. Are we still not at that point where we can like do that because the visual is weird or because that's an affront to what the status quo is or whatever. I don't know. But it was an interesting point to bring up. And then the conversation switched because I was defending the guys. She, as a black woman, is very pro-black woman. And so I tried to make the conversation a little bit more nuanced as, as opposed to all these young black dudes, they outside the race, mostly white girls. I tried to switch it from that because that's more or less a non-starter, right? So the conversation then became... Is it possible to date outside the race and still hold the values of the culture true? Could I still stand and march with you and still promote black stuff and then go home to my white go home to a white girl? Is that is that possible? Can you do both? Or is it are you living a double life? Are you being disingenuous? Or can you actually navigate both realities? I don't know. Again, I never dated a white girl. So I don't know and I'm not famous. <laughs> yeah. So but I don't know if you can navigate both. But I would like to believe you can and listen there's probably some dudes in the industry who feel i can only be accepted if i date a white girl because of the color of my skin i think that's probably true and i think there's probably some who met a white girl who were like this girl has held me down when i was acting in the back of a, a dunkin donuts on tuesdays and santa monica and then i got big and she was there from the beginning so that's my girl i'm not gonna leave her because i'm famous and then i think it it's somewhere in the middle, too, where it's just like, you know, the higher you go up in Hollywood, I don't know how many young black women are popping in Hollywood to be, like, on that level necessarily. You know what I'm saying? So is it possible that they got to that level of, of fame and the only people around them were people who didn't look like them? And so they just dated people in their strata. And so they ended up being someone who wasn't black. But... I don't know. We all we all know people. It's almost like someone like Martin Luther King, right? He's revered by our community and revered by most people, right? He lived a very prominent life, short-lived but very impactful. And a lot of people, I mean, he has his own holiday as a person. That tells you how big he is. But we see him as being virtuous because he wouldn't, you know, he turned the other cheek. He didn't fight back and that kind of thing. But it's well documented he was a philanderer and he cheated on his wife, right? I think he even had a kid or two out of wedlock. So it's like, could he be this God-fearing pastoral, you know, help my brother up as a nation come together and then, like, go on the road in Birmingham and sleep with some other girl? Because that's what happened. But that's like a footnote in his story. We don't talk about it. It doesn't come up initially. If anything, we still we still give credit love. But, I mean, if someone was really trying to, like, tear him down it seems like a reasonable position to have it's like this is the same guy that told you god first and turn to the cheek and do the right thing and be virtuous it's the same guy cheating on his wife with kids at the house how's that guy virtuous and it would be hard to really refute what they're saying because we know that's the life he was living and so if we could you know push that to the side for someone like mlk i don't know why 50 almost 60 years later we can't or is it possible to do that now because I do believe there's some dudes 
I know I, I got friends. Black guys who date white girls who I feel like are as pro-black or as, you know, as down, if you want to use that phrase. I don't know if people still say that. Damn, my brother slapped me some skin. There's just as down as someone who's like, I went to HBCU and married a black woman. And I also know there's some black dudes who, you know, there's some self-loathing there. And they don't love the color of their skin or they, they feel like, their life is made better by dating someone that's not black. So I know both sides of it. And because that nuance exists, I think there has to be some people in this industry that feel that same way, right? I don't know. This is Michael B. Jordan because he's probably the most prominent young black dude out there. I don't know Michael B. Never met him. I'm a fan of his work from Friday Night Lights to Fruitvale, Fantastic Four. Gross! We skipped that. But Creed, all that stuff, like, I'm, I'm a fan of his work. And I've never seen him be out of pocket interviews and stuff. To be fair, I'm not really looking for him to, like, you know, disappoint me, I guess. But I feel like if he's if he's dating somebody white, I think that's, that's his choice. I mean, he still lives with his parents, and they're both black. So it's not like he doesn't appreciate what that union was that made him. He still stays with him, right? He didn't move out shack up in Malibu with some white girl and just dead as folks. I never see him doing some like anti-black stuff. I never see him not holding us down. And so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt personally, even though I'm not where he is because I feel like he does everything else right. So then I guess we have to get into the how much do you need to do for it to outweigh that part, right? Is that is it like I got to be a Colin Kaepernick type activist dude to then go date whoever I want or do I need to be like in a Spike Lee joint get an Oscar nomination then y'all just kind of let me ride or is it can you never let it go right it's is a situation where every time you do a movie let's say someone like Nate Parker right Birth of a Nation you know Red was it Red Bugs or not Red Bugs the Steven Spielberg movie where he was like a pilot or whatever um because someone at his level who's, you know, did a movie as as poignant as Birth of a Nation, I think he's dated or is with a white girl. Like, can is that movie not worth some latitude? Like, can we, do we still hold him to the same standard? I don't know. This is just things I'm putting out there. I'm sure you guys will listen and debate this amongst yourself. But I do think it's a conversation worth having. And then it brings me mostly to this last point. And that's... Should it even matter if you do? Because I recently wrote a, a, a little skit, and it has to be revised. It's not perfect yet. But it's a skit that mostly revolves around black representation. And I'm proud of this, this skit. I think it's maybe the best thing I've written, but it's also not done yet. So, you know, it's not a finished product. But I think it matters the visual. And I think, to a large degree, the reason why, as a community, we love Barack so much is a lot to do with Michelle, right? I think it's seeing him out there with her, proud, and, you know, she wasn't some 110-pound Calvin Klein model black girl, right? She's built like, if you wrote a stereotypical black woman, that's more or less how she's built, like, from the hair to the hips to all that stuff. And it was, like, not only do we got a president... Who's mixed, but you know, he's mostly black, I guess, like complexion wise. But look at this girl, like she's 
she's she's what a strong black woman is. She's educated. She's a good mom. Like she's she speaks her mind, but she holds her man down. Like a, a large part of why we like Barack is because of her. And seeing that visual for eight years, like them coming on, you know, meetings and you know ovals type stuff and like family functions was was nice to watch. But and I I wonder if he didn't have a black wife, would his presidency have been so beloved? Even if he had, let's say, like, an Asian wife. Not even white, because let's just change the black-white thing. Let's say he was married to, like, a Filipino woman. I wonder if he would have been as as accepted. He maybe would have got more Asian support, because it's like, oh, cool, we got somebody in the White House, too. But I do think there would have been a segment, and maybe a big part that would have been, like, he got to the White House, but, of course, he did it without... He used our support... To get there, but he, he's not holding us down because people see him around the world, not with a black person. And so, aside from like that level of it, if, if the dude from Luke Cage, I don't know his name, uh, Mike Coyer, Collier, or something like that, um, you know, he's big black dude. I think he's a good actor. I love Luke Cage personally, the show. Um, I went, I saw an interview, and they were like kind of pressing him about it. Like, okay, you we were the white woman, blah, blah, blah. And he was more or less to the point of, you know, why does it matter? And I don't know how many times he's been asked the question. It's possible this is the hundredth time they've asked him. And maybe he answered it 99 times perfectly. I met her when I was younger. She held me down. You know, I love her. We have kids together. I'm riding with her. Or even something even more simplistic. Listen, man, she's a beautiful girl. It didn't matter to me that she wasn't black. And so we got together. Get over it. It could have been that... You know, that that down the line. But in this situation, he was more like, well, how come, like, I think someone found out he was with someone white. Not because he didn't have her on the red carpet. They, like, did some research or something. And he was like, well, why didn't you put it out there while you were doing Luke Cage? And he was like, why does it matter if I, I'm not high in my life. It's just, it didn't pertain to the work I was doing. And then it became kind of contentious between, why does it matter if I am or I'm not? And you say, I'm hiding it, but I'm just trying to, I, do I not deserve some privacy? Why? Because I'm a black superhero. I got to do this and that. And it was just, and I guess I can kind of see both sides of it. Because I am black. We have this burden in our community. I think it's too logically self-imposed where a, a popular or famous black person somehow represents the whole. Right? We don't get to be separate from what our figures are. And I think other communities can do that. Like you can have, let's say someone like Jack Black. Oh no, Jack Black's all right. Say someone like Shia LaBeouf. I'm a fan of Shia personally. I know he's got his own issues and demons and stuff. But I think he's a good actor. I would like to see him in more stuff. I just hope he, whatever he's battling, he gets through it. But Shia has done some really outrageous stuff, especially in the last like five years. Since like Transformers 2, he's been kind of on whatever path he's on. But Shia doesn't represent all white people. He doesn't even represent all Jewish people. In fact, I'd never even hear him really associated with them, except that his name is very Jewish, right? So that's that's the luxury he has. He can be self-destructive. He can be a train wreck, and it doesn't affect the whole of white or Jewishness. But if someone like, I guess, who's, who's his, his counterpart? Um, it's not a good comparison, but let's say someone like Terrence Howard, famous black dude or whatever. If Terrence flew off the handle and did something, that reflects poorly on the rest of all of us. And it's like, 
you know, black Twitter and IG and everything. We all got to comment on it. Everyone has an opinion on it. Everyone's got to talk about it. And then we have to, like, are you pro-Terrence or should we just, like, dead him and, like, throw him out to the wolves? Like, it can't just be, oh, yeah, Terrence had a bad day. And then we just move forward. It's how do we as a community feel about what Terrence did? And I don't know if other communities have this thing. I don't think they do. And I don't know how we did it. I don't know if it's just the power of blackness. Like we just, I don't know, we, we're that, you know, infectious. Or we, we're that, like, I, I, can't, I can't call it. I mean, I was born into this. But I do think it's something that excludes us from everyone else. And so when we see someone like Dennis Rodman on TV talking about Kim Jong-un and being, you know, just flippant about our policies and stuff, it's like... If someone don't get this ignorant black dude off TV, like it makes us all look dumb, as opposed to, you know, other other people who just they can do what they want, and so I think overall we should be at the point where it doesn't matter who you date. It shouldn't like if we're really like being, I guess, progressive for lack of a better word or whatever. It shouldn't matter, but because of our community, it it does, and. It's almost like the whole thing about credibility. It's a big thing in our community. And so when I was a kid, being called like Steve Urkel or Carlton was like the biggest insult you can call somebody. And both those guys are full black, right? They're not even like light skinned for real. Julia White's a little light skinned, but not really. And it's because you're not seen as being like a credible black person. It's like Carlton was a smart kid who wanted to go to Ivy League school. Ideally, you want your kids to aspire to something like that. You want your kids to want to be smart. You want them to want to go to good schools. He did ridiculous dances and he wore a cardigan. So I guess maybe I don't want my kids doing all that. But being called that was insulting because you were seen as less credible. Everybody wanted to be like Will. Like, oh, I'm from from the streets of Philly. I kind of wear flamboyant stuff. I get the honeys. Yada, yada. That was the dude. Even jazz was more popular. And all jazz did was get tossed out of the house. <laughs> but there's something to that. And I think that's the same thing is true today. Like, it's their performers now who, like, the, the, the fact that Drake has made it to where he's made it to is amazing to me. Because I remember when Drake kind of came out, people said, a lot of dudes, like, man, Drake corny, man, light-skinned dude. Like, yeah, he trying to sing for the ladies. And then, it really, he just kind of kept doing his thing. I don't, he didn't really seem phased by the hate. He just kind of kept moving forward. But then at a certain point, you had, like, hard dudes out there singing, you know, hotline bling and stuff. And so, he won. He pretty much just wore you down for, like, seven years until you just accepted his corniness as cool. And then, now Drake is, like, the most popular dude at what he does. But... If he didn't have that resolve or the right people handling him or if that wasn't really who he was, he probably would have switched up and tried to be like the opposite. Like just this real hard, like, yo, I'm from the streets. I I clap back on people, yada, yada. But it would have been disingenuous and it would have probably ruined his career. So we, we may be the only community left where this really matters to this level. But it, I don't know if it should, but I, it It does. And if you see a prominent black dude not with a black woman, there's some trepidation there and there's some lack of acceptance there. And it's like, damn, he was a strong brother doing all this stuff, but of course he's not with one of us. And 
it's uh, it's a sad reality. I don't know how we really got to this point, but I do think it's something worth talking about because I think if you ask a lot of those people how they feel about black women, they'll tell you complimentary things. I don't think it's overwhelmingly overwhelmingly like this like this stain for them like oh man black girls are ugly but I don't think it's like some Uncle Ruckus type stuff I really do think it's my mom my sisters my aunts are tremendous women I hope my daughter grows up to be like them if I have one I think it's really complimentary it's just when it comes to dating it just doesn't happen I don't know why that is and is that progression like we don't feel the need to stay within our race as much because obviously I know a lot of white girls out here in these streets not with white dudes Asian girls are branching out I know Middle Eastern girls doing the same thing. So it's happening slowly, but surely we're all kind of like becoming hybrids and kind of, you know, mix and matching genes and stuff. But it's an interesting thing. And you know, if you guys have any takes, please hit me up after the show. But where I come down on this is I like seeing black represented well, because that's what I'm trying to do. So if I feel like you're infringing on our, on our, you know, growth in that respect, then I have an issue with it. I don't care who Michael B. Jordan dates, unless he came on TV and said something to the effect of, "I don't think I could have made it in my career without a, with a black girl by my side." Then I'm like, "All right, now you're tearing black women down, so that I got an issue with you." But if he met this girl and it was righteous and he just got with him. It doesn't really bother me. As long as he keeps doing good work, I think it makes us look good. Um, obviously, if I was a black woman, I would probably feel a little salty because you, I guess in that story, kind of get replaced. But I don't really care. Just don't embarrass us and don't make it seem like black women are like not desirable because they are. They're tremendous women. They're strong, beautiful, educated. Like They're the fastest growing educational group. And they and they hold you down, man. I, I can't tell you how many cousins and like aunts I have that held down dudes. So you probably shouldn't have held down through all types of stuff. They could have just been like, man, I'm out. But they were they were there, man. From jail time to like loss of employment and stuff, they were really there for them. And I think that's something that's indicative of our community. So I think black women are tremendous, but. I'm a black dude, so I you know I know the propensity for dudes to just kind of sleep around and stuff and do whatever is whatever. But as long as you don't make us look bad, you go out and keep doing good work, and I guess don't sell out. And by sell out, I mean if you're a black dude and all you do is go to events with only white people to try to fit in, I probably have an issue with that because of, because of the way it looks. It seems like you're trying to do them. Now, if you're trying to go into where they are to integrate it and then kind of like break it open, maybe that's, you can kind of make that argument. But if it's, I'm going to go to the, the club and I want to do everything you guys do and try to like leave my blackness at the door, that bothers me because you can't, you can't take that off. I don't care how well you speak. I don't care how tight your dockers are. You can't take that stuff off. So as long as you, you know, be true to the people that raise you, to your your folks, to your siblings, to your your kinship and all that stuff. Then do what you want. But I do think there is a perception, though, that's maybe not completely unfounded. And there's definitely a thing out there that does seem like there's a number of prominent black dudes who 
they I can't say stray. They just go in a different direction. And I'm, I don't know the psychology behind it, but I do think it's a thing. So let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys once again for tuning in, though. As always, subscribe, repost, tell your friends, whatever. Let me know how you feel about it. And I will see you guys maybe like a week from now. Deuces.